Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to our first mini episode of February. And we did finally pick a title. And so we're going to call these lovely little mini-sodes love letters because they're short and sweet. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Hello. Hello. I haven't seen you in a long time, I feel like. I know. It has been a I while. mean, I did just like 10 seconds ago before we clicked record, but I mean, other than that. Yeah, but that doesn't count, so. <laughs> doesn't count. The <laughs> listeners weren't here to yeah. partake. They didn't know. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I thought this was a really fun mini-sode. I'm just kind of going to jump into it because I just kind of finished my book, so I'm like, it's, it's fresh, so I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And they're short and sweet. Perfect. So let's just keep it that way. Um, I didn't pick like a short story this time. It's like, it's like a book, but it's pretty short and the font's pretty big. Um, but it's called, I'm still standing. It's an uplifting and funny romantic comedy. That's what it says on the cover. Oh, by Colleen Coleman. And I've never heard of this author, but to be fair, I'm really bad at remembering author names. If I haven't like seen them in a series or something. Yeah. (laughs) So I've I've read a lot of books. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyways, I picked this book particularly because her life circumstances very much so mirror my own Mm -hmm. this current, (laughs) this current era. Okay. So like you normally do with a romance, you kind of look for something that either is like totally different from what you've got or somewhat comparable. Anyways, and she's in Ireland, which I've been. So I liked that there was well, context for me. I'm jelly. I Low key been. moment for me to brag about having been to Ireland, but yeah, it's been just, a decade, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah, been, so that's fine. But I've still been. So like it was kind of cool because like when they're talking about it, I've like oh, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, like, I know where that is. Anyways, so those are the reasons I chose this book. Um, but here's what this book is about. Okay. So basically, the gist of the book is the uh, main character Evelyn is getting divorced and finding herself. Mm-hmm. So she marries her high school sweetheart. They're like 28 and they go to marriage counseling because they're just not getting along and things just aren't going very well. And, you know, like they have a cottage that her goal was have it all fixed up and have children. And her husband drags his feet and does whatever he wants to do and doesn't fix up the cottage. And it's been years and he's just kind of dicking around and she wants to move forward with her life and they're just not in the same place anymore and that just happens when you get married too young so mm-hmm. they basically go like the beginning of the story is like they go to marriage counseling and they discover this day one that's not realistic you know it's usually more like months of marriage counseling but whatever yeah day one they're like oh yeah this is what i want it's all very cordial okay. because they're irish but i also kind of thought like with the irish maybe you would get heated i don't know but it was didn't all very the, chill didn't fit the stereotype then it really didn't so okay so yeah it didn't it didn't in that in that respect um so basically they both move out of their marital home they call it the cottage so if Mm -hmm. i refer to the cottage that's what i'm talking about um so she moves back in with her mom because they still live they live basically like by the seaside but still part of their like tiny village valley bag which Mm -hmm. like they grew up in and they've never left you know yeah that's what happens when you get married at 22 to your high school sweetheart yeah Um, that'll kind of do it that that will do it. Um, so he goes off to like Ibiza <laughs> to go party. 
<laughs> and she moves in with her mom. Um, and because it's such a small town and this couple's been together for such a long time, like, of course, there's like a bunch of town gossip and her mom is like bitching to her about like, oh, like so-and-so lady at the hair salon, like asked me if somebody was having an affair and like his mom was like two chairs down at the same salon. And like, Ooh. I can't go to the grocery store without somebody talking to me about it. So like, the lady, Evelyn, is basically just, like, hanging out at her mom's house, eating, like, a shit ton of food, <laughs> trying to decide what she's going to do next with her life. Like, she works uh, – she's a teacher, so she, like, she works at a school. So, like, she has a job. So, like, she's just not doing a lot. Yeah, she's, so like, she kind of, like, home. describes that she's just, like, floating around for a while, and then um, she has a phone call with her sister. And her sister, I think, is younger than her. It doesn't really say. It doesn't really matter. Um, <clears throat> is a flight attendant. And her sister lives in Dublin, which is, like, I think it was, like, two to four hours away. I don't remember exactly. But it's, like, not too far, but a good enough distance that it's mm-hmm. outside of her comfort zone, uh, especially having always lived in Bellybeg. Yeah. Um, so her sister was, like, well, like, this is a time for you to go and, like, do these things that you wanted to do and, like, try something different. Like, you don't love where you're working, you know? Like, you love the kids that you work with, but you don't really like, you know, the teachers and stuff. I think it's, like, a really Catholic school, which tracks because it's Ireland. Yeah. So she just doesn't really love it. Um, so her sister's like, move to Dublin. She's like, stay on my couch, like, figure it out. Like, at least yeah. it's more interesting here. It's better than staying with mom. Yeah. She's like, seriously. okay, yeah, that's solid. That's that's a good point. Um, so she like mulls it over for like, I don't know, a couple hours tops. And was like, I'm doing it. <laughs> so she packs up all her shit and she goes to Dublin. Wow, she is so decisive. I mean, that's, I mean, she's got nothing really to hold her there. I guess that's true, yeah. And this is the time. Like, if you're going to move, like, you you're divorced. Yeah. Like, you don't and have not- children. You shouldn't have pets. Like, she doesn't yeah. really have anything other than, like, the only big problem for her right now is that, like, all of her finances are tied up in the cottage because it's not super well kept. Like, she did her best to, like, upkeep it and, you know, do updates and stuff so it would be sellable. But it's just, it's really hard to do. Like, I know it mm-hmm. sounds easy, but I promise you it's not. Yeah. And so basically all of her money is tied up in the cottage. So like, that's her biggest issue right now. Like she can't really afford anywhere because she doesn't have a job right now because she just moved to Dublin and dropped all of her everything and Mm. all of her money is tied up in this cottage. Yeah. Well, I guess she could always like go back in with her mom, right? Like it's not like her mom is like, if you leave, she could, but it's like a tail between your legs kind of situation when that happens, when you're like, I'm going to do it. And then you have to like crawl back. Yeah, but there is still that little bit of a safety net, at least, so. She does. She definitely has that, but, like, obviously, that's last. Oh, Like, a last option. Yeah, she probably didn't want to move in there to begin with, so. Anyways. Exactly. So, she moves into Dublin, and she starts, like, I think it's, like, day one. She's, like, I'm going to go start working as a teacher, but it's, like, (laughs) mid-year. So she, like, goes to all of these, like, agencies to, like, ask them about, like, their connections with, like, schools. I don't – this isn't really how schools and employment works here, but I guess that's how it works there. I don't know. I didn't really quite understand this part, so I'm going to guess it's an employment situation. But basically they're, like, agencies that help you find schools to work for. And, like, she went to one that was, like, kind of sketchy, but he said that, like, oh, yeah, like, there's nothing actually available. But then he hit on her excessively and tried to, like, take her somewhere private. And I was like, no, girl, run. Never go to a second location. So, um, <laughs> and, um, so then she went and checked out another, like a, a few other ones and they're, they basically told the same thing, like wait until the end of the semester. Like we'll see at that point, but she still had like six or eight weeks left until the end of the semester. And she was like, that's a really long time for me to not be able to do anything or spend any money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can eat. She's not yeah. going to rely on her sister to pay for her food and stuff. Like she still has to figure something out. 
So she's walking back to her sister's place, like, shit, what the hell am I going to do now? And she was like, oh, I recognize this bar. I think my sister told me about going here. It's called Rosie Monroe's. She was like, it's kind of run down. It's like a classic Irish pub, whatever. Like, I'm going to go check out this bar. So she goes into this bar and like, there's not very many people in there. Like a super old guy is like running, running the bar. Like there's a couple old dudes like sitting at tables around, but that's about it. Like it's pretty dirty. Like it looks like it hasn't really been cleaned in a long time. So it's kind of falling apart. Mm -hmm. But you can kind of tell like right off the bat, like they're not doing great. (laughs) Yeah. But for some reason, like there was like a charm to it. You know, she Mm -hmm. was just like, I feel comfortable here. Like I think it has a lot of potential. And I just, like, like the vibe of an old Irish pub because everything else around there is, like, starting to get, like, trendy or, like, big sports screens, you know? So she, she liked the feel of it. And so she was like, I want to be here. Um, and so she starts talking to, like, the older gentleman patron who's sitting at the bar. And he was like, oh, yeah. And he kind of, like, tells her the backstory of Rosie Monroe's. And I guess, I don't even remember. I'm not good with times. Mm-hmm. Dates. Whatever. Long time ago, when it was opened they weren't allowed to, women weren't allowed to purchase alcohol. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Rosie was like, like a rebel feminist. I love her so already. So you're not, women weren't allowed to buy alcohol. So Rosie just gave it to them. She just gave out alcohol to women. Mm-hmm. So like Rosie's was like really popular. Like it was one of the first places that would like allow women like freedom to like make their own choices because apparently they used to require men to buy your alcohol Yeah. because then they had control over how much you drank. Mm-hmm. Fucked up patriarchal bullshit. Yeah, sounds pretty typical right there. Classic. Anyways, so like basically that's what this place was. Like it was a kind of a cornerstone for like women being able to purchase their own alcohol and have their own freedoms. Um, so she was like, wow. Like, this place has some major roots. Like, I feel good here. Let me work here. Like, you obviously need some help. I'll work. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, oh, I don't know. Like, you're a teacher. You're not a bartender. Like, I don't really feel good about that. Like, people get weird in Ireland if you don't know how to pour a good pint of Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, seriously, if your bar is known for pouring a bad pint of Guinness, you're over. Yeah. Like, so, I- like. And I think she that's like a, that's a real thing. I'm pretty sure too. No, it, no, it totally yeah. is. Like they, oh, it was always perfect when I was there. I never bought one because I was super straight edge. Yeah, I'm what a freak. How dare I? I'm like <sighs> upset with myself about it. Anyways, well, so you still have to go back. And take so me. she finally convinces him. I yes, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. We'll talk later. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so she finally convinces him to let her work there. She was like, "I'll do like a few hours a day. Like I'll help clean up the place. Like I will find a way to get more patrons and make it worth your while." Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, fine, whatever. Like, he's an old guy, and he's, like, struggling anyways. And so the guy goes into the back after having agreed to letting her work there. And the patron was like, I'm really glad you're here because he's injured, and he's not addressing it. Um, like, he had, like, smashed his fingers and hurt his shoulder or something during a delivery, like, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, he wasn't doing well. And he's like, that's why it's so shitty around here. Like, yes, it's been going downhill, but, like, he's really struggling. Yeah. So, like, I love this old patron dude. I don't remember his name. But he was so great. He just, like, gave her, gave it to her like it was real. Yeah. Like, He's like, this, this is, is what's, what's happening. happening. So she starts working here, and she loves it. Like, she's super happy. Like, day one, she, like, goes, and she, like, dusts the crap out of everything, you know. Um, so she loves working at this bar, and even better is across the street, a musician comes and plays, and what? he's super dreamy. Ooh, didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> Never saw that coming. But I do like that this book, like, does kind of focus on, like, her development, mm-hmm. but then kind of brings him in. Okay. 
you know? So I, I do like that about this book. And like, she does do a really good job of like being her own person, but then deciding she's into him. So basically what happens is like, she's into this musician guy. And so they decide to be kind of like friendly. And so he comes into the bar a few times and she starts getting more patrons at the bar and they start talking more. And he kind of like gives her his phone number and like sort of indicates that he's interested. And she was like, no, like I'm going through some shit right now. Like, I don't feel like I could commit to you Mm -hmm. or anybody. I need to do my thing. And like, I'm working and that's what I'm comfortable with. And he was like, all right, fine. Like, but text me or call me like when you're ready. And so she like does it for a really long time. And then the guy who owns the bar does get the surgery. So she like takes over. So it doesn't really matter. She's not like really focused on the musician at this point because she's like, I'm running this bar basically. Yeah. And she has no experience doing this. <laughs> um, and uh, unfortunately though, the guy like can't keep up with the bills for the bar. Ooh. Because, like, even though she is making it better and they are getting more patrons, like, it's just been too many years of, like, not being able to make all the payments. Yeah, he's been alive so, for so long. Right. So, he basically, he told her, he was like, well, like, we're going to have to give up the bar. And she's like, no, like, I, I love it here. Like, I don't want you to do that. Like, how can I make this happen? And he's like, well, like, there's really nothing I can do. Like, the bank wants me to pay it in full within three months. And it was, like, $250,000. <laughs> and he's like, I obviously don't have that kind of money. None of us here, you know, like, looks around at the, like, three patrons. <laughs> have that kind of money you know like it's not gonna happen he's like unless I can find somebody who's willing to like take over the lease for me like in the meantime like he's like I just I can't do it like I can't keep up everything and she was like I'll take over the lease I have some savings like I'll take it over Mm -hmm. and he's like all right like I guess like after she convinces him like she has to like super convince him like I'm very much shortening it like she spends a very long time convincing this man and I get it. Like she has no experience doing any of this. Like she just came in looking for something for a few weeks. You know? Yeah. And he's like, do you really want that? Yeah. And he was like, I just physically cannot like do something different than I have been doing here. Like I, I just like, I can't make it happen. And so she takes over the lease and her and musician friend who like they're flirty, but they're not really like together yet. Um, <clears throat> they decide to like, they're going to book a bunch of musicians to, to be there and they're going to plan a bunch of events and they're going to go to like garage sales and markets and like find cheap things to like update the place, but still keep its vibe. So it's not like they're going to get like big TVs or anything. Cause one budget and two, that's just not like what Rosie Monroe's is. Yeah. So they basically try to restore it so that it like it's gets enough foot traffic to maintain itself. Um, cause she's very quickly running out of money cause all of her money is still tied up in this cottage. But like if she could sell the cottage, that'd be dope because then she'd get, you know, $200,000 or whatever she's yeah, owed she'd get for the like house. Half the house. Her half. Yeah. Right. Um, so while they're doing this, because Danny is the musician, he has a lot of connections. So he helps, he's, he's like, I'll partner with you. Like, mm-hmm. I will help you pay for the lease. We'll be partners in this and I will be in charge of like the venue. Like mm-hmm. I will get events going I will make sure like foot traffic happens because we have activities going she's like perfect then I don't have to do everything and I don't have to pay for everything. <laughs> yeah so obviously at this point they start being together um and of course they're madly in love with each other of course yeah um, and then the old guy dies oh no I did see that coming but I was really hoping he was gonna not I was hoping he wouldn't but he did he dies I mean he's old it's fine um so he dies and therefore obviously their lease agreement is null and so the bank wants all the money. Oh, I thought he right was going to have willed it to her. I mean, can you, you will think. a lease? You can't will something that you don't. That's true. I own. guess he's leasing it. He doesn't own the building. You so just inherit it if you have debt left. Only if you sign the paperwork, though, I learned. Hmm. Yeah. 
good to know. Anyway. Otherwise, if you die, your debt disappears. But continue. Sorry. That'd be nice. No, you're good. Small tangent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> People need to learn the things. <clears throat> they do, honestly. Like, nobody's prepared for this. I don't want to get into it. Uh, so, he dies. They're like, all right, this is it. It's over. None of us have $250,000 right now. Like, even if we all sold all of our assets, like, we wouldn't even be halfway there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way we can make this happen because banks move quickly. You know, they yeah. want to put it up for auction. Yeah, they wanted to get their they money back now. Money on it. Right. Exactly. So the bank wants to put it up for auction. And so they're like, okay, that sucks. Like, but I guess this is over. So her and musician guy, like, go back to their apartment and they're, like, talking. And I don't even really remember how they got into this. It's just, like, pillow talk. But he basically tells her, so he has a, he had a twin who passed away. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess he never like really talked about it with her much because it finally comes up and he says something like, oh, it's like a congenital, it's like a heart condition that they think I probably have because we're identical twins. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, so, so do you, do you have it? And he's like, I don't know. I won't take the test. I don't want to know. He's like, I don't want to know if I have like a week to live. It'll change how I live now. She's like, yeah, but what if you find out that like you have forever to live and you'll be fine and then you'll feel better. Yeah. Like like you're not (laughs) stressing about it and you're not going to die early from like stress. I get it. It's a risky gamble. Yeah, I don't know what I would I do. I get it. But it's really easy to I don't tell know what some- I would do either. Yeah, it's easy to tell somebody else to do it, but. I don't know what I would do either. So, like, I get it. But basically, he was like, well, I don't want to do that. And she's like, okay, well, that sucks. And so, like, they had kind of, like, a spat in which she was like, I don't know if I can see a future with this person. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what a future looks like. And so, she kind of told him that. And then he got an offer to, be to like, join a band. And she was like okay, well, I guess, like, your future's with the band, and maybe my future's somewhere else, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, things seem to be kind of pushing us apart, so let's just, like, end it there, and so she goes back home. No. She's out of savings at this point, basically, and she doesn't have a job. Yeah. So she goes back home to be with her mom again, to probably start her teaching job again, and go from there, start back over, which Mm -hmm. sucks, because no one wants to do that. Yeah. Um, So she goes back home, she, like, meets with her ex-husband, and he, like, makes, like, a one last plea like being single in Ibiza wasn't as fun as I thought it was. Oh, really? Imagine it never Crazy. works out that way. <laughs> He's like, it was fun at first, but then it just like wasn't. He's like, I had what I wanted, and then I fucked it up, and now things kind of suck. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I get it, but that's not what either of us really want. You're just not sure what you want next. Yeah. Like, good on her. But none of, neither of us want to go back to that. Yeah. You know? Good. Good for her. Yeah, so they had that, like, little heart-to-heart, and he's like, yeah, you're right, I just, like, I don't know what else to do with my life, and she's like, you'll figure it out, you know, and then they kind of part ways, and then she gets a call from her bank the next day, and it was like, there's been an offer on your house, cash, and she was like, really, is there, like, a mistake, like, they're like, yeah, it's not a developer or anything, they just, they want the house, and she was like, okay, and it's her ex-husband oh he's gonna buy her out so that she can leave so that she has her freedom so that they're no longer stuck so i thought that was like so and he didn't he gave her more than half because he was like she contributed to the house in ways that added to the value that i did not contribute to yeah like over the year yeah i know that was like i have dreams about it (laughs) (laughs) um uh, so anyways, so, uh, she also, I don't know if I can go any farther without really spoiling the end though, but I mean, it, it's a, it's a romance story. I guess if you don't want to know exactly how it wraps up, stop here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like, good. Yeah. If you're pretty close, yeah, if you're really like, close and you want to read it yourself and figure it out, skip to the end. 
yeah. So here's what happens next, guys. <laughs> she takes a pregnancy test, oh, finds shit. out she's pregnant with a musician's baby. Oh, shit. And was like, well, I'm going to go back because yeah. I want him. And now I have all this money so I can go to the auction and I can try to pay for my bar. Yeah. And hopefully get Hell, it like, yeah. cheaper because now it's at auction. Mm-hmm. Right. So she, like, goes back and they, like, go to the auction. I don't remember if she tells him she's pregnant before or after. It doesn't really matter. Mm. They go to the auction and they, like, bid on it. And it's, like, incredibly popular because it's, like, one of the oldest bars in Ireland. Oh so, oh, so like the popularity on it was higher than they thought because like there were items before the bar that like nobody really bid on and were like much fancier. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like fancier houses that people just paid like not very much for, and they were like, oh, like this crowd's not big bidders. Like we're golden. Yeah, but they great. start the bidding for the bar at two hundred thousand. And keep in mind, for her house, she only ended up getting two twenty. Ooh, and. People start bidding like quick, like super quickly. And at first they're going up like 10,000 at a time. So like she gets one bid in at 220 and then very, very quickly gets outbid. Yeah. And now I'm very into telling this story. So you're just going to get the rest of it. That's fine. I'm hooked. I yeah. feel like you're on your toes. You look yeah. like you're on your toes. I need to know if she gets me on <laughs> So yeah, just finish it for me. So I'm not reading it on my so, own. So um, she gets outbid really quickly. And then a couple of the patrons and people that she's met in Dublin I don't know if I even said that. Oh yeah, I did yeah, earlier did, on. Yeah. It's just been a while. Um, so all the some of the people that she's met in Dublin come up behind her and they were like, bid 10 more. Like I have 10 grand in my savings account, bid 10 more. Oh, and shit. so one of them like grabs it from her and like bids 10 more. And mm-hmm. then they start going up in fives because once they start getting too high, they start lowering how much they increase it by because mm-hmm. the bidding starting going slower. So yeah. they start going up in fives and then somebody else outbids her like super fast. Oh my God. I'm like, why is everybody going for this bar so quickly? Like, but I'm like on the edge of my seat. I yeah. want to know. Um, <laughs> like the speed read where you're like, I just didn't know. Two people do end up putting in 10 grand from her for mm-hmm. her, like next to her put up their little number whatever yeah um but she quickly gets up it and so they're going once they're going twice 10 grand over what she has right yeah. and she gets a text from her mom because she texted her mom and her sister after it went over 220 we lost it it's at 245 mm-hmm. and her mom texted her just at like at like going twice oh her mom texted her and was like i have 25 grand left in my savings account take it Oh, so like literally the last second she was like 275 <laughs> and they fucking got the bar oh my god i was so excited about it and then somewhere around this she tells him she's pregnant and they're so freaking happy and yeah. basically the epilogue is just like she was like i knew that this would happen and i knew that all i've ever wanted was like a lasting like happy family and life and now i have all of those things but I couldn't make them happen. They just happened when they happened. Yeah. How they happened. I just like, I really liked the message of this book. Yeah. Oh, God, that was so good. Right? Damn. I'm getting much better at telling my stories too, by the way. Yeah. Because I've never had to like verbally explain my books. Anyways, yeah. I really enjoyed this book. I don't feel like a lot happened at first, but a lot happened at the end. So yeah. like there's kinda, a lot of buildup. Build yeah. Yeah. I guess I would give it like four out of five hearts. Okay four out of five parts just because it was a little slow to get going but i really liked that evelyn still focused on her danny did join the band so he didn't like give up his dreams or anything they're just making it work because Mm -hmm. the band does perform in dublin a lot yeah um just there were a lot of things Mm -hmm. i really liked about this book 
Yeah, it gets you on the feels like a couple different times. It does, and like you're kind of on the edge of your seat with the bidding. Yeah. Like I, I thought it was good. She did a good job. Uh-huh. Colleen Coleman. Job, Colleen. Might see what else she writes. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. But uh, yeah, no, that was a, it was a good ride. Yeah. It was fun. Awesome. A great love letter episode. If you ever have, or I guess if you've heard anything from her, you have any other like romance novels you think we should do since we don't do much? Always we really email don't. Us. Yeah, I don't do a lot of romance. This one kind of, when it comes time for mine, you'll see it kind of pushed me a bit. But uh, isn't it past your bedtime at Gmail for any book recommendations? They don't have to be romance. They can be anything. I'll read anything. Um, yeah. Well, I would. Almost. Please don't, please don't ask me to read like historical fiction. I mean, don't be like, don't be like a jerk about it and be like, read this encyclopedia. Encyclopedia? No, I don't normally say it like that. <laughs> I've just been watching a lot of Friends. <laughs> Where? Oh, do you have the DVDs? Or is it back? Oh, no, I just binged it. Oh. Before. And I'm just still recalling oh, okay. it. My brain because I cannot watch it any longer. And I thought you found it. it again somewhere. And I was like, don't tell You're me. Like, where? I'm supposed, I'm supposed to be studying for EMT. I can't start it again. I don't have time. And it's okay. You've got to watch that Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy docu-series. It's literally called Falling for a Killer or something. And it's all from Liz, his long-term girlfriend's perspective. All Ooh. of it. That's also kind of, it works with our love letters. We're falling for Ted Bundy. So true crime fans, listen to that. Um, Heck yeah. We should, we should probably wrap this up, I guess. Um, Instagram, is it past your bedtime? Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. Isn't it past your bedtime.com Ooh. has all of our past episodes and current episodes listed and mm-hmm. next teasers. Yeah. Things that are coming up. Um, yeah. So come back in a fortnight and y'all can hear what my little love letter book is because I turned mine into a movie, which I haven't seen <gasps> yet, but I haven't either. I'm excited. Yeah. But anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed and that you stayed till the end to get the book spoiled for you because it was totally worth it. Yeah, it was. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.